So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. The wonders of technology when it crashes on you. Okay, anyway, hello, welcome to the show. It's not just about the This is Go Fish. Where the baby laid. It's not all about the angels who sang for him that day. It's not just about the shepherds or the bright and shining star. Oh, it's not all about the wise men who traveled from afar. It's about the cross. It's about my sin. Jesus came to be born once so that we could be born again. It's about the stone that was rolled away so that you and I could have real life someday. It's about the cross. And there's my husband. It's about yeah, it is. Well, it looks like we'll have no Twitch tonight. It's about the cross. Yeah, 
we go, people. All right. Welcome to Bible News Radio, where we don't tickle your ears, where we don't share the false gospel, where we don't talk about prosperity and fake faith healing or anything like that. <laughs> and we are proudly spiked by all liberal social media platforms so that you, can, you can't find us either, just so you know. Uh, anyway, so, hey, I just want to say hi. Want to welcome you to the show if you're one of the five people that the social media platforms will let see the show. I am really thankful for that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so tonight what we're going to do is we're going to uh, we're going to look at some headlines that um, that may seem slightly inflammatory. And we are proudly. But the problem is, is they're really not inflammatory. So I mean, as far as as far as that uh, goes, but. Uh, well, it's real stuff. Hi, Forrest. Hi, Barb. Hi, Gina. Look, the three people that could see the show are tuning in. It's a miracle! Okay, anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm being a little bit snarky because I get irritated when I get on Periscope and I see false teachers with a couple hundred people in their room. And we have 6,000 followers and three people can come in our room. It's It irritates me. It's like, it's like a conspiracy or something and you know wouldn't you feel annoyed if you followed a show because you're interested in finding out what the show was going to talk about but the social media platform won't let you see it and then you ultimately forget about the show because you can't see it because periscope or youtube or whoever spikes and hides the show it gets old it really does. It gets old. And yes, I'm complaining because it really irritates me. It really, truly, truly, truly irritates me, you know. But anyway. All right. So what we're going to do tonight is we are, I, well, first thing I would say is if you feel like sharing it out <laughs> so that five other people could see it, that would be awesome. Yeah, it would. <laughs> Randall, does this ever bug you? <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. still trying to figure out why uh why Twitch is not cooperating. I don't know. Uh but. yeah, it's annoying to viewers too. Well that's what I'm saying. It's like you guys follow the show. I have over six thousand followers on Periscope. Over six thousand and there's three in the chat room right now. It's like explain that to me. Tell me that we're not being shadow banned. I mean that's ridiculous. Three people. And I bet you one of them is in here because I sent out a text message. Okay, there's four. It's still, it's like... Twitch is working now. Well, Yay. All right, hello, people. And before you all comment about my hair, I'm going to tell you a story about it. Because I already know some of you don't like it when I flatten my hair. Okay, this is what happens when I don't do anything to my hair. And when it's too too long. And when I use a cream to help it not frizz, then what happens is it looks like it's too greasy because then it flattens my hair. So this is why my hair looks the way like it does. So if you don't like how my hair looks, don't tell me because I already know, okay? I already know, people. Some of you are so judgmental. You like email me, hey, I don't like it when you flatten your hair. And then other people, you know, they're like, your hair is too curly. Why don't you get a haircut? <laughs> I can't win. Just saying, you know? And then it would be my luck that I would have the worst hair day ever. 
and then Periscope would let all 6,000 people see it. And then they would probably feature me on top of it. Maybe that should be my marketing strategy. <laughs> all right, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of joking. Okay, anyway. Oops. All right, so we got a lot of news to cover tonight. So let me go ahead and jump right into this this head story that we're we're leading with, which would be, you think it looks nice? Aw, I know, somebody over on Periscope said so too. Well, good. It's this is Rand. Okay, Randall has a thought about my hair. Go ahead, bareface. Just any thought, any like at the moment, in general. Yes. I like it. I like it especially when you just you let it do its natural thing. This is the natural thing. Well, somewhat. You use some gel and whatnot, but. Yes, because when I don't do anything to it, it's really frizzy because it's so naturally curly. Yeah, it looks it's just big and vibrant. It's like your trademark. You know that. People recognize your hair. Everything from across is big the room. and vibrant on me. Yeah, it is. When we're in a crowd, and that's the first thing I'm looking for. If we're not together, I'm, I'm looking for the hair. Can you see me? True story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, yeah, it's big and fluffy, like me, everywhere. <laughs> I like I like how these, these euphemisms for fatter women, oh, I'm just fluffy. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah, I am. Why is it that the Pillsbury Doughboy, you know, is an acceptable figure, but if it was a woman, just saying, people, it would be like the discrimination, how come Pillsbury Doughwoman has to go on a diet, so we need to get the rolling pin out and flatten her. But the Pillsbury Doughboy can be fat and chubby, you know. So can the Pillsbury Doughboy. Well, yeah, the Pillsbury, yeah. Anyway, okay, enough about this. Let's get to this story. Okay, so um, I got to find it. Catholic school? No, yeah. Yeah, you guys, this is horrible. Listen to this. Catholic school board stocks pro-LGBT book glamorizing kids performing oral sex. And because as one of my friends just tweeted me back on text, on my text message list, because oral sex isn't really sex, according to the Catholic Church. That's what they said. <laughs> then why use sex? Why not call it oral something? Yeah, I else? know. I know. She's being snarky. I know. All right. So it says here, a Catholic school board in Ontario allows children to access, allows children to access in its library, a sexually explicit pro-transgender book that includes an author's description of how he stimulated sexual organs of, of quote, guys in my neighborhood, unquote, with his mouth as a six-year-old boy. Yeah, just a mere little child. Beyond Magenta, Transgender Teens Speak Out, written in 2014 by Susan Kuklik, is on the shelf at the Ottawa Catholic School Boards, Mother Teresa, and St. Joseph High Schools, and is available electronically to all secondary school students. And because 14 of OCSB's 15 high schools include grades 7 and 8, that means students as young as 12 can access the book that positively re recounts 16's, quote, transitioning, unquote. It's is also on the shelf at secondary schools Mary Ward in the Toronto Catholic School Board, Resurrection in the Waterloo Catholic School Board, and at Bishop 
MacDonald, Our Lady of Lourdes, and St. James in the Wellington Catholic School Board, all of which schools run from grades 9 to 12. How do you say that name? Lourdes. Lourdes. Okay, whatever. That's I can't how I speak. Say it. We already know. Oh, it's I a Stonewall speak. Honor book. Beyond Magenta is described in the OCSB Library Database as a 2015 Stonewall Honor Book and a groundbreaking work of LGBT literature that takes an honest look at the life, love, and struggles of transgender teens. But that's not how Canadian Catholic Intelligence Blog, which raised the alarm that the book is available in the OCSB as an electronic resource, describes Beyond Magenta. The CIA blog references a press release from Binary Australia, which denounced the book in August as disturbing and unfit for children, an advocacy group that affirms gender is binary and exists to challenge the aggressive agenda to de-gender our society. Binary Australia blasted local libraries in Australia for promoting the book in the youth section. Beyond Magenta contains explicit language, violent acts, and graphic descriptions of oral sex carried out by children as young as six years old. Written mostly in first person, transgender people share their journeys without mentioning the illegal nature of their activities or the consequences of certain behaviors, it noted in the press release. And that's all I'm going to read. That's all you, 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 you need to know. Bareface! What the hell is this world coming to you? Uh, a violent end at some point, but <laughs> I'm, hey, I, you know, my reading of the apocalypse is, uh, or the unveiling, the unlifting, the, you know, revealing, mm -hmm. the revelation mm -hmm. is, mm. Hi, George. is the word, word means, um, yeah, I mean, one would expect expect it, not, not uh, approve of it, but expect it in the public school system, but in Catholic schools, and maybe there's just one rogue one, but to, they list quite a few high schools in the, in the uh, you know, Canadian provinces of Ontario, uh, you know, that... Um, you know, it really gets me. Okay, I'm just going to rant slightly because this irritates me. Okay, I was sexually molested as a kid. Okay, as a six-year-old and under, I was. Okay? These kids are introduced to this from some adult. With a positive spin. Uh, yeah. And, and this, uh, so my question would be, huh, you got an author who's writing this book, who's saying this stuff, who's, you know, these kids are saying this stuff, so why don't we throw these kids in therapy and, and send out the search people in order to confiscate the adults in their lives that are doing this? Just saying. <laughs> but then again, does it really surprise any of us knowing that Kinsey's research was based on sexual exploitation of infants? I mean, does it really? No, it doesn't. But what really, this is the thing that, blows me away is that we can we can get outraged about a little puppy being beaten up and abused right but a child this is a child have you taught a six-year-old in sunday school or younger i mean i teach awana and there's little kids in there okay 
I mean, little, you could easily deceive these children. It's not that hard, people. It is so easy to deceive children. Kids aren't that smart. They sometimes appear to be smart or mature or precocious, but kids, when you really get down to the base level of a kid, they're easy to deceive people and they're easy to abuse, which is why there's so many abused kids, right? They're easy to control as well. And yet we have this propaganda, this baloney stuff. <laughs> baloney sandwiches, I think somebody told me to say. Which, why insult baloney? Just saying. <laughs> and what's being done about it? Nothing, except children are being abused. And... Oh, and don't even get me started on Pope Francis, the him. Oh, why don't we just read the next story about Pope Francis? Yeah, why don't we do that? I'm going to shut off that one. Okay, so meanwhile, in other political Catholic stupid head news, Breitbart is reporting Pope Francis is comparing President Donald Trump to murderous King Herod. Do you guys know who Herod is, right? Yeah. Oh, by the way, I threw out this Bible trivia question today on my text message list. And it's absolutely amazing to me how many people are getting the, the answer wrong. So the question of the day was, how many wise men showed up to uh, Jesus's... How many does the Bible say? Yeah. How many no. does the Bible say? How many wise men does the Bible say that there are? Most people are telling me three. You people, you're listening to too many Christmas carols. We three kings of Orient are. La, 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 In Matthew, it doesn't give us a number of the wise men. Randall wise, widely speculates that there's more than one because it says wise men instead of two. Yeah. We think Frank Gold, Frankincense, plural. and Myrrh because there was three gifts. However, the problem is... One person could have brought those three gifts, or oh. two people could have. It doesn't necessarily mean that there was three. I personally believe, if you're going to ask me, that there was a whole bunch more wise men than there's even three. Or at I least th they traveled I, with, a, they with traveled, an entourage. They have, yeah. like, probably a couple hundred people come, if you look at the thing. The but tumult that was caused when they entered. My text line. message followers, you're all saying three. What's wrong with you people? Go read Matthew chapter 1 and 2. The answer is in there. It doesn't give you a number. I actually had one person answer right, and that was Kim. Kim answered right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But anyway, back to Pope Francis. <clears throat> so Pope Francis in Rome. Mm -hmm. Pope Francis has compared U.S. President Donald Trump. Yeah, he has. To the murderous King Herod who massacred innocent children in ancient Palestine. While trying to kill the baby Before Jesus. Before it was called Palestine by the Romans. A Jesuit journal revealed Thursday. Speaking with his brother Jesuits during his recent visit to Thailand, the Argentinian Pope minced no words or onions in his thinly veiled condemnation of the U.S. president and his administration, suggesting, like a modern-day Herod, Mr. Trump, separates families at the border while allowing drugs to freely flow into the country. 
they're still on that. This is, this is the, in other parts, there are walls that even separate children from parents. Herod comes to mind, Francis said. Yet for drugs, there's no wall to keep them out. By the way, I should add that over on my friend Colleen's TikTok account where she talks about weird news. Did you know that the, it has now been reported that, that the Mexican kin cartels are now going to grow more avocados so that they can get more money through avocado selling as opposed to drugs because avocados are extremely lucrative. And by the way, do you know that most of the avocados you get here in America come from Mexico? It's mm-hmm. true. If you go to the grocery store here in Tennessee, because I love avocado, first of all, avocados are not cheap, <laughs> which is why the cartels are going to now plant apparently tons of avocado trees all over the place. And I'm not making this up, just so you know. Anyway, <clears throat> the phenomena of migration is compounded by war, hunger, and a defensive mindset, which makes us in a state of fear, believe that you can defend yourself only to be strengthening borders. At the same time, there is exploitation. In this Q&A session, the pontiff also proposed that the rise of populism is at the root of migrants' problems in Europe. I must admit that I am shocked by some of the narratives I hear in Europe about borders, the Pope said. Populism is gaining strength. The phenomena of refugees has always existed, but today is better known because of its social differences, hunger, political tensions, and especially war. Mm -hmm. For these reasons, migratory movements are intensifying, he said. What is the answer the world gives? The policy of waste, he continued. Refugees are waste material. The Mediterranean has been turned into a cemetery. The notorious cruelty of some detention centers in Libya touches my heart. The Christian tradition has a rich evangelical experience in dealing with the problem of refugees. We also remember the importance of welcoming the foreigner as the Old Testament teaches us. Man, talk about exploiting and twisting the word of God to your own purpose. That's kind of sad, don't you think? Wait. Okay, wait. So I'm going to go ahead and go over here now. All right. I shall now take a drink of water, people. With my lipstick on the cup, in case you care. Yeah. I always feel this need. Once I put lipstick on and I actually get it on my cup, like I should have to drink from the same spot, you know, so as not to spread the lipstick, you know. I know, there's no words, right, Gina? Gosh. So much lipstick goes to waste. All right, anyway. Was President Barack Hussein Obama ever compared to Herod from the pontiff? Hey, Tracy, you're here. You made it. Somehow Periscope Jail let you see coming through the the back door, apparently. (laughs) Randall. I just don't see how the, you know, the medium political circus that comes out of Washington extends its, you know, extends overseas to the Vatican as he's giving a speech in Thailand. I mean, come on. I mean, if we're talking about the welfare of children, the amount of child sex trafficking going through Thailand is is a far greater crisis than anything happening on the U.S.-Mexico uh, border in which children are trafficked primarily by parents 
who want their right. kids to have a better life and pay these coyotes, these, you know, these uh, ruthless uh, people to get their kids into the country and often, well, they'll get them in, but not for a better life. You know, they'll yeah. get, put them into the sex trade and, and, and <laughs> the audacity to stand in Thailand of all places and say Trump's like Herod and separating parents from children who, and I don't work on the border. I don't know. I get conflicting reports, but I know in a lot of cases, we don't know that they're actually the parents of the children. Hi, Michael. Um, anyway, to bring up like that, that's the great crisis, and this is the world, and talking about what's going on. Sure, there's a problem. You know, there's an immigration problem in Europe as well. But to say that, while you're in Thailand, of all places, notorious, infamous huh. for it being a hub of child sex trafficking you know that's well that's no big deal we can talk about children separated from their parents at the u.s border and that's akin to murdering two-year-old babies yeah very cool whatever well thank you thank you for the compliment about my hair too appreciate it i need to get it cut people i really do need to get but you're right you're right okay so speaking of um people who are evil uh let's see here thank god randy arrived stacy really has no content she rambles rambles on about lipstick huh okay well you know randy <laughs> oh wait hold on a second Randy. Is this your name? Is your name Randy? That's Randy, not the Randy, name. Randy, Randy, Randy. You're so Randy. I can be. <laughs> it's not the name of my birth certificate. And um, anyway, not the name. Using the lower third because this is my given name. And the name I prefer. The one on my birth certificate. The long version. Anyway. Um... um it's good that you prefer a no-nonsense news show like Sirius all the time. <laughs> this just in, but just so you know, the majority of people who have participated on this program, <laughs> as well as the majority of the viewers, have said they really enjoy this show because it delivers serious topics with a light touch. It's not all doom and gloom the whole time. Shut your doors. Lock yourself inside because... The world is a dangerous place. And by and the you're way, as good as dead. And by the way, we have gold for sale. Get your gold and get your emergency food supply. Emergency food supply, and don't forget those seeds. You know, I forgot what non-GMO kind. seeds. Non-GMO, yeah. So that when the world blows up and the the camps are all here, you can grow your food in the backyard with your 100 gallon water too that you're getting and you're doing. You got lipstick on your face. <laughs> I do, don't I? You do you? Yes, mm -hmm. you, you've been kissed. I have more than once. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So, yeah. Okay, let, back to regular viewers and interviewees. <laughs> the overwhelming majority have said 
I like the way, speaking of my beautiful bride here, uh, appearing to my right on screen, who's actually across the table, but... Yeah, I am. Uh, so, you know, I love the way that you address serious topics with a light touch, and part of the skill in doing that is to, you know, break the pace. Hey, Leslie! Break the seriousness every once in a while. With a with a light diversion such as lipstick on the cup or lipstick on my face, so. But there are those. But there are those programs out there that you're. You know, I'm sure you can find. They're just so dang serious all the time. Because these are serious matters, people. Anyway, I love the vernacular that people pick up from me. Like people, just so you know, just saying. Yeah. Really. Just saying, and then actually. The e- and the echoes as well. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Mm. <laughs> it's so easy to make a caricature of me. Just so you know. Okay, anyway, seriously though, let's look at this station. This uh, Quebec considers... Listen, now this infuriates me personally. All of these stories do, but listen to this. Quebec considers allowing doctors to euthanize dementia patients without their active consent. Okay. All right, look. If, uh, all right, so I happen to take care of my dad, who's 91, who has dementia, in case you all forgot. I, I say this frequently. My dad has about a 10-minute time span. True story. If you're keeping him, if he's not actively involved in eating, or bingo, if you start to talk to him about anything, I have to say that within 10 minutes, he will start talking about something that he talks about all the time because he doesn't remember that he's talked about it already. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there going, I've heard this 5 million times. Yeah, I have. And, you know, it's 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 annoying. And so um, <clears throat> this article is really heartbreaking breaking if you live in Quebec, Canada. Listen to this. It says the the Quebec government is opening public consultations on allowing doctors to euthanize sick people with Alzheimer's, dementia, and other degenerative diseases who are no longer able to give their consent. Coalition Avenir Quebec's health minister Danielle McCann announced at a press conference last week that all parties support consultations on the recommendations of an expert panel that spent 18 months studying the issue of prior consent, reported the Montreal Gazette. The panel recommended that individuals who received a diagnosis of a serious and incurable illness, including Alzheimer's or dementia, can give an advanced directive to be killed at some future time when they are no longer competent to, cons- to consent. It also recommended authorizing a third party to inform physicians of the existence of a prior consent in the event a person loses their faculties. The third party authorization would be kept in a government registry as a permanent record. Quebec's current euthanasia law specifies that que- Quebec, Quebecers, Quebec, well, Quebecers, I guess. I don't know. Anyway cannot be euthanized unless they fulfill all the following criteria. They're at least 18 years of age, suffer from a serious and curable illness, are in an advanced state of irreversible decline in capability. Which we all are. Right. Experience consent in unbearable physical or, or constant or unbearable physical or psychological suffering. 
that cannot be relieved in any way they deem tolerable are at the end of life and can give and can give informed consent etc i still don't like that but the point here is but it's wrong number one and the reason it's wrong is because god is the one who, who gives life and takes it just saying and euthanasia is murder pure and simple it's murder i don't care if you want to change it to assisted suicide or whatever it's murder that's exactly what it is and who are you to say who are you to be the judge of somebody else's life and whether or not they want to live in the state that they're that they're currently living in you know what i see my dad a couple times a week usually and a lot of people would deem my father a vegetable or a useless piece of trash because he's got dementia. He, you know, he walks, he can't, you know, he can't change himself uh, very easily. Um, you know, he's basically a, he an infant in an adult man's body. He can't drive, you know, he can't take care of himself in most of the normal ways. He thinks he can, but he can't. And yet... There are some evil people out there who would go, oh, yeah, well, yeah, he, you know, he would qualify for that. He would qualify for killing because he isn't the perfect human specimen of humanity. Well, here's the news flash, people, neither are you. I don't care how healthy you think you are. You aren't perfect either. And so by whose standard should we give consent to kill you? What? Say you're having a bad day. Some of you out there have PMS. Well, maybe we should just kill you during your period, you know, because you're having a bad week. Uh, you're not feeling good. You want to sleep with the head, you know, your thing. How about all you people who vape? You guys, you know, you vapors are evil. Yeah. How about all you chocolate-aholics? Or all you Disney people who go to Disneyland all the time and all you talk about is the new Frozen 2 movie. You know, I don't think that makes you competent in your head if you're liking that stuff. So by my standards, you it should be legal to kill you, right? I mean, that's so asinine, <laughs> right? I mean, that is asinine, complete asinine stuff, right? God gave you life. God takes your life. The Bible says it's an appointed unto man once to die. And after that, the judgment, which you're going to be standing before God and answering questions. Hopefully you will know Jesus because he'll be there with you. And you can say, well, he took all my sin and please let me in. And the Lord will let you in. But if you don't know Christ, you're gone. See ya. You're going to hell. And that's a sad thing, right? <clears throat> Holy smokes. What? You know, this article, I'm going on to read more of it. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Read more. But just a stat here. Uh, between December 10, 2015 and March 31, 2018. <laughs> so that, cute, that lipstick on your face is cute. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm. Um, so in a two-and-a-half-year two period, almost three years, two-and-a-half-year period, between December 10, 2015 and March 31, 2018, 1,664 people were euthanized in the province in Quebec. 1,664. Between April 1st, 2018 and March 31st, 2019, one year, there were 1,331 reported euthanasia deaths, according to the most recent provincial euthanasia report. Almost 3,000 people. 
Yeah, and and over thirteen hundred in one year. Yeah. So, and the question would be, where are the caregivers of these people? Number one, what kind of people are they? Because I'm going to condemn all caregivers right now if you advocate this. You you should not be a caregiver if you're going to advocate the killing of the one you're supposedly caring for. Seriously. Back to my point here, okay? Back to my point. My point Um, is, I will go see my dad, who some evildoers would deem a vegetable and not, you know, worthy of life, okay? But I tell you what, there are so many times I went to see my dad, I've helped him out. You know how me helping my dad has changed who I am as a person? I'm just going to say, like, a couple of weeks ago, I went in to my dad's place, and I think I might have shared this already, but I went in there, he was in the bathroom, he was sitting on the toilet, he wasn't going to the bathroom, just so you know. But he was he was sitting on the toilet because he was trying to shave his face. And he was doing this with, well, let's pretend this was an electric razor. He had an electric razor. He was doing this, trying to get his whiskers. But he couldn't, right? He couldn't get them because they had grown so long. Well, it has taken me a long time to get to the point where I can approach my dad and do anything like that because he's a pretty independent, stubborn guy, okay? Not anything like me, by the way. <laughs> but anyway, so I got, I had, I called Randall up. He came, brought a razor down. Um, I got some shaving cream, snapped it on my dad's face, and I started shaving my dad's face. And I said to my dad, I said, I said, you know, ever since I was a little girl, I wanted to be a barber. And you are my first customer. Yeah, you are. And and he goes, I'm your first customer? I said, yeah, you are. I said, I expect a big tip, by the way, just so you know. And, you know, we're laughing and I'm taking the cream and I'm wiping it off. And I'm having to go back and forth to the sink because he had so many whiskers in the the thing. And after probably a half hour, because it took a while... Uh, my dad's face was shaved clean because he had grown like beard out to here, you know, and I was like, so proud. I was like, look at that. You you look all clean, dad. You look back to your normal self instead of this little rug rat, old geezer, (laughs) you know, and I'm like, imagine the lessons for anybody who wants to care for somebody now reverse the age suppose it's a child that you're born with right let's say that child has down syndrome or add or something and they're not competent mentally in some way uh they can't competently take care of themselves look at children they can't even dress themselves good you know they put on two socks that don't match by the way i do that all the time because my socks get eaten by the dryer gotta figure out that one but anyway the point is is that by the reasoning, of course, it says here older than 18 in that article, but there are places that deem younger, under 18 people, well, I'm depressed, so please kill me. I don't want to live. Really? That Those are the people you don't want to kill themselves because they're not in their right mind. I don't know. Is it just me? I think it's just, I don't know if it's just me or not, but I just think killing people is wrong. Oh, and shut up. Those of you who've come on here as liberal, wacko weirdos and like, well, you believe in war, don't you? People during war kill themselves. That's not what we're talking about. It's a completely different circumstance. This is willfully going in and killing people who who have to be cared for 
you know, and taken care of because they can't <laughs> take care of themselves. It's just, yeah, anyway. <laughs> well, we do have a sponsor still. Ariel Ministries is sponsoring us. That was a great segue, wasn't it? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> For now. Uh, Ariel.org. Go there. Go there today. Buy something. You can save 20% when you use Bible News, or you can you can save 30% when you don't. But let them know you went there and saved money. Uh, did I miss Hanukkah? No, it's coming up. Um, it seems later than normal. Well, well, yeah, it's a different calendar, but... Okay. Well, anyway, you can get Hanukkah stuff there. You know, you can get uh, other stuff there. Um, yeah, did those people have a large estate? I don't know, George. I don't know. I have no idea. But as you know, the love of money is the root of all sorts of evil, and that's at the that's at the bottom of this. Jack Kevorkian didn't become a gazillionaire because he loved people. He loved to kill people. That's how. Yeah, of course he's behind bars now, so that's a good thing. But anyway, I will say, go to ariel.org, save money. If you want to donate to our show, you can go directly to biblenewsradio.com forward slash give. By the way, I should say a personal thank you to all of you out there who do donate to us. I really appreciate it. Uh, you guys know who you are um, locally as well as people online uh, through our thing. Thank you for reaching out and helping us. You know, Randall and I are... Um, awesome. No. <laughs> we're walking by faith. Every day is a faith walk, people. Yeah, it is. And uh, <laughs> I can honestly... Exciting. I can honestly say without without any um, hesitation whatsoever that in all my years of being a follower of Christ, which has been about 36 years now, that I have never gone hungry um, and never lacked for my basic necessities because God has always provided. Sometimes it's been through, uh, you know, just a job that I've had. Sometimes when that job didn't provide enough income, it's been through people inviting me to their house. Hey, I'm going to be honest. We, we were invited to two people's houses at Thanksgiving. You know what? When I got those invites, I took them up. I said, yeah. One of those families gave us a whole bunch of food to bring home that lasted me and Randall three days. And we ate a couple of times each out of that. That was a lot of food that was given to us. That helped feed us for like three days at least. The other family, same thing. They gave us some food. Um, and then, you know, we've had people locally give us some money to help. Some of you have helped us with our very ridiculous vet bill because vets charge way too much money, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, I was telling somebody, I said, yeah, I said, the reason that we're struggling is because we do the right thing. It's not because we're doing the wrong thing. We do the right thing. We're not. We're not abusive to our animals. We don't discard, you know, a sick animal because we can't, you know, take care of it. We we do our best to try to do it. We go without. Randall eats tortillas and cheese a lot. Just saying. That's what he eats. He's lost weight because of this. <laughs> Good. Good food. But, you know, um, but it's humbling, too, to ask for help. You know, it's it's humbling to say, hey, I need, you know, you guys, if you're... You know, and I'm appealing to those of you who watch the show. If you don't watch our show and you don't really care who we are, I'm not saying give to us. But if you do, every little bit helps. Um, you know, 
It it really does. And if you're buying Legal Shield from me as well, I want to say thank you for that too. I'm going to tell you that for a whole year, because of my audience, because of our friends locally and the hours and hours and hours and hours of hours of networking that I do, and I don't sit on my butt, I do the work. I have been honestly amazed that I've been Performance Club qualified for a year, a whole year without missing a month. That's hard to do. And because one of my friends on Thanksgiving bought a full membership from me on Thanksgiving, she was able to put me over into the higher bonus bracket <clears throat> where if I continue to be performance club qualified, I will continue. I'll, I'll get $120 more, which believe me, we need that. <laughs> we need it. We need it. So I just want to say thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart. You guys, you have no idea. Um, I take care, you know, I've had people say, why don't you just go get a ton, $10 job working at whatever? Because if I did that, I couldn't do legal shield, number one. Number two, I couldn't take care of my dad. Number three, I couldn't do Bible news radio either. There's just not enough time in my day to be doing the things that I need to do. And there's a reason why Randall does what he does. He's got a job that he's on call for. It's difficult to find another job that works around the, the one sure income that we have. So your donations really matter a lot to us. Um, my only wish is that we were a nonprofit because if we were a nonprofit, you guys would get a tax break and we also would get a tax break and that would probably help us out a lot, but it's not cheap to go nonprofit. And frankly, in some cases, it's very hard to become a nonprofit. Um, so, you know, that that's kind of where we're at there. So if you want to donate to us, any amount give, you know, you give, uh, we use it wisely, uh, trust me, I don't waste money. You can ask Bareface. Um, <laughs> first of all, I don't have it to waste. Second of all, my mom taught me very well from a little kid to now uh, how to pinch a dime or penny. In fact, I found a penny yesterday. <laughs> it was on the ground and nobody picked it up. But I like picked it up. I said, look, Bareface, I just got a penny. And he was like, yeah, you did. <laughs> penny or just saying. Uh, anyway, you can give at biblenewsradio.com forward slash give. Okay. And those of you who donate, thank you very much. You know, I love you. You do know that, right? Yeah. So I appreciate, you know what it means to me? It means when you donate to the show, this is what it means to me personally. What it means to me is that you value the time and the energy and the effort and the quality of what we do, either by in our production, the content of what we share, the fact that we're a biblical show, we actually share the real gospel and the people that we bring on to share and encourage you with, you know, I mean, honestly, I could have, I could have Christian celebrities on this show five days a week if I wanted to. And that's the truth. Cause I've been down that route. Right. But I'm not about, I'm not about this. You know, I'm about, we're, we're trying to build disciples here. Um, so I will share, I will also throw this out. Look, <clears throat> I've had a lot of people say, hey, I want you to coach me. You know, I need some help, you know, with my personal development or my spiritual walk or something like that. Hey, if you are one of those people and you want me to mentor you or do that, you know, under the coaching umbrella, then hire me to do that. Just get in touch with me and say, hey, this is what I'd like to do. And I'll talk to you about it, you know, because honestly, 
Um, I would love to do that in my spare time. <laughs> but I will block out time for it. And I am going to be blocking time out to be doing that because, um, you know, because I didn't go through 18 years of my life getting educated as a marriage counselor to not use that education in any way, even though I use it here all the time. So take that for what that's worth. Um, I need to take a drink of water. <clears throat> and we got one more story. Do you want to cover that one? You want me to cover? Yeah, because you always say that. And Gina said, you don't waste money. We can tell that from the always story. <laughs> well, it's so true. No offense, but the Pope isn't right in the head. Well, I would agree with you, flat. The earth is flat. I, I don't know that I would agree with you that the earth is flat, but I would say in the desert it's flat. But anyway, we will debate that later. But Bareface is going to talk about the other story. I am. I guess the, I am. The, the judge who ruled on the seven-year-old transger, gender transition. Yeah. 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 Let's see. Um, can we put your picture up while I... Uh, I don't think I've got a yeah, shot okay. with my... Sure. <laughs> or I could just click you off like that and... Let's take a look at the story. <clears throat> we will. Okay. If you recall, uh, we've been talking about in over the past several months, um, sporadically as news comes out, this case in Texas uh, where um, a divorced couple, the the mother who's a pediatrician of all people, uh, is <clears throat> wants to have one of these, I believe there's twin boys, two, um, two of their sons. She wants one of them to transition into a girl named Luna. And anyway, and it's gone to court because uh, there's <sighs> a multitude of evidence that say, no, the boy isn't stuck on it. He doesn't have gender dysphoria. He's He's impressionable, and when he's with his mother talks about Luna things. He wants to wear dresses that she puts out for him, etc. Anyway, so it went to court and this is the latest update uh, on that court case. So I'll bring the story back up. Here we go. Mm. Yeah, this story is like the never-ending story. Yeah. Anyway. The judge who ruled to grant joint conservatorship of the two parents fighting over the quote, gender unquote of their seven-year-old son was rescued from the case to, was recused, I'm sorry, was recused from the case today. Ah, you see how easy it is to yes. mess a word up? Yes. <laughs> Not just me, people. You yeah. hear that? Bareface messed it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mark it down, people. Put this on your calendars. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, so the judge who ruled to grant joint conservatorship of the two parents fighting over the, quote, gender, unquote, of their seven-year-old son was recused from the case today at the orders of another judge. George uh, Tana Callahan, a retired district court judge, recused Judge Kim Cooks of the 255th Dallas District Court from the James Younger case. Judge Cooks will not hear the motion Dr. Anne Jorgoulis, I don't know, Jorgoulis, uh, filed to uphold the jury's original decision, which was in Gorgoulis favor. Now, Dr. Angula, she's a pediatrician mother of the of the twin sons. Uh, Mr. Jeffrey Young and Dr. Jorgoulis 
uh, were in family court in October over whether one of their two of their twin sons, James, should be subjected to a gender, quote, transition, unquote. A jury ruled against Mr. Younger, despite evidence indicating Dr. Jorgulis was planning to seek a medical transition for James against Mr. Younger's wishes in the next six months to a year. Judge Cooks has presided over the Younger Jorgulis case since 2017. In a prior ruling, George Cooks granted Dr. Jorgulis uh, sole decision-making authority for psychiatric and psychological care for James and Jude, including invasive procedures. On October 26, Judge Cooks surprised the nation by not upholding the jury's ruling on her own previous ruling. She granted Younger and Jurgulis joint managing conservatorship with equal decision-making authority for James and his twin Jude. Imagine that, the, 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 uh, the audacity to, to you know, rule that the biological parent should together uh, decide the, the, you know, the future of the children. Joint conservatorship. <sighs> the nerve. Okay. So on November 5th, Dr. Jurgulis uh, requested that Judge Cooks be recused from the case because of a Facebook post the judge allegedly posted. According to a Dallas Morning News article, Judge Cooks reshared a DMN, Dallas Morning News, article about the case adding her own statement that neither, quote, the governor nor any legislature had any influence on the court's decision, unquote. So, while the comment is not visible on the judge's public figure profile, it is possible that the seemingly neutral comment was made on her private Facebook page and she and could only be seen by people she had added as friends. Dr. Jurgulis also filed a motion November 5th requesting that Judge Cook's ruling be overturned and the jury ruling upheld. On October 21st, the jury answered two questions. One, should the current joint managing conservatorship be replaced by a sole managing conservatorship of James and Jude Younger? And two, should Jeffrey Younger be appointed to as the sole managing conservator of James and Jude Younger? The jury answered yes to number one and no to number two. The jury did not explicitly grant Dr. Gurley's sole managing conservatorship. They just said that they shouldn't be joint and that the father shouldn't be sole. That doesn't that doesn't mean that. Anyway, the motion filed by Dr. Jagulis' lawyer argues that <clears throat> the only, only one option exists and Jagulis should be named the sole managing conservator. Anyway, a uh, previous agreement, anyway, uh, and it goes on, so... Uh, you know, multiple expert witnesses testified to the long-term side effect of used puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones, cross-sex hormones on a healthy child. Both parents are under gag order, preventing them from speaking to the media. Um, so, at the end of the day, uh, the judge, <laughs> the judge who's over the case, comments from her personal account on 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 a story a press story, and saying the, neither the governor nor the legislature had any influence on the court's decision. Okay, how's that, what, just because it's commenting on the case? You know, it's basically, hey, this isn't a, you know, the, the, the court wasn't 
bullied, you know, by by the legislature, or the governor, that this was, you know, the the process of law was followed, and so that's that's enough to be recused. Another judge says, "Oh, well, you commented on the on a on a." <laughs> Breaking news: the cat has a comment. Yeah, you know, commented on a news story, commented on a, and you know, a news story's post, and then that's I don't know, but. Yeah, this this idea, you know, the two questions given to the jury, um, you know, what if, what if, you know, what if, what if, uh, you know, people were surveyed, and what if people were surveyed and said that were asked, um, should, should the United States be governed jointly by Joe Biden and Donald Trump? Ouch. And they would say, no. And they asked a second question, should Donald Trump be the president forever? Uh, just and never hold another election. Sean, another election. And I bet you people would say no. Sean said the retired judge is not retired. Yeah. Okay. Just say no. Okay. So, so you know, those two questions. Should, should, should Biden and Trump co-lead the country? No. Should Trump lead the country forever? No. Well, that only leaves one option. That means that Biden should lead the country forever, right? I mean, it's the only option left. If, if you're not going to do it jointly... I will lead the country forever. You know, yeah, I will. Vote he, for me for president, people. I'll go up against Hillary. I hear she's running. She might be running. Yeah. Mm -hmm. if, My hair against Hillary's hair. Who do you think will win? Yeah. Anyway. The says the parents have to agree to do the change. The father does not agree to it. Yeah, so so the, so 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 the audacity to say, well, people said no to a joint Biden-Trump presidency. They said no to a Trump presidency forever. So that must mean a Biden presidency forever. That's obviously what it means, because that's the only option left, right? No, no, it's not. This to say that the the jury was asked: Should the parents have joint conservatorship? No. Should the father have sole conservatorship? No. Well, then, of course, that means the mother should have sole conservatorship. That's the only option left. If it's not A and it's not B, then it must be Q. I mean, duh. <laughs> what the what? I mean. The poor word what? I mean, it's not, it's not even. You can't even say the word what without it being a bad word anymore. I know. It's, I, it's not a bad word. I'm just saying, like, what? what? It's like what when is people that... yell sugar instead of the other okay. S-H word. It's now, the same I was thing. just thinking. You're just, when you say what the what, I, I hear the F word okay. in my head because you're using it the same way. We got to come up with a different way to swear, people. Okay. I'm just saying like, <laughs> what? That that doesn't even doesn't even make sense. It's not even false syllogism. Janet Parshall would say that doesn't even pass the straight face test. Uh, no, it, it doesn't... It, doesn't even pass the Wait, jaw drop. I'm gonna test. go ahead and do a straight face. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> wait, 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 I'll try. <laughs> Look, the straight face test is really <laughs> You have to do it. But you cannot it has to be straight. You can't like you can't have any smile in there because it won't be straight. So it has to be. 
You can't pass a straight face <laughs> test. No, I suck it. I can't do it. But yeah, I mean... I wish I could. I, I just... I mean, just the audacity for her attorneys, her attorney, her lawyer argues, only one option exists. That she should an, be I named the sole managing conservative. How about all of you take a picture of yourself doing a straight face? And then we'll air it on the show and we will judge. And we'll let you know if you can pass the straight face test. <laughs> oh, that would be great. We could, we could give away a prize. As a result. So, yeah, do me a favor. <clears throat> Take a picture of yourself with a straight face. Me and Randall will air it on our show. And then we'll get audience participation to vote on who did the best straight face. And then you'll win something. Bring your... You can email your entries through our website. <clears throat> There you go, people. Just what you wanted to end the show on. So, so yeah. And and who, you know, the jury answered both questions. So those two, they, they weren't asked a third question. Should the mother have sole conservatorship? They weren't asked that. Just whether it should be joint or whether the father should have sole. They turned, you know, they turned in a no for both. That that doesn't come up with an ultimate answer. So, so somehow they're equating that, oh, well, the jury gave her a sole conservatorship. No. No, they just said it shouldn't be joint and he shouldn't be sole. Yeah. Um, well, they just, yeah. George says, First Timothy 5, 8, you are honored in heaven on account of your dad. You know, George, I have to tell you, it's interesting. I'll give you the backstory on me and my dad. My dad, well, he's my dad, clearly. But I will say that <clears throat> my dad and my mom divorced when I was six. My mom left my dad when I was seven. They actually, well, actually, technically my mom left my dad when I was seven, but they divorced when I was a little bit older, but I have not lived with my dad really since I was seven. And it was five years ago when I was, how old, how old was I five years ago? 40 something, 46, I think. Yeah, when I was 46, my dad came into my life because we went down to Florida <clears throat> to rescue him after his fourth wife died. What? Real quick, before it loses its context, yes. I need to make a correction, yes. fact this is check. Life. Yes. The jury answered yes to number one. Should the joint managing conservatorship be replaced by a sole <clears throat> managing, managing conservatorship? <clears throat> so, yes. Should, it be, should, should the joint be replaced with a sole? Which is these? They said yes, which is in essence saying no to a joint. And should Jeffrey Younger, should the father have the sole managing? They said no. But yeah, so technicality. Yes, the joint should be replaced with a sole. The father shouldn't have it. 
but it still doesn't explicitly give mother the mother the soul. They're just saying no to a joint and no to a father conservatorship. Right. Even though Gina, even though the answer was yes to the first that the Yeah, Gina said I thought that they said that both patents have to agree. I think that's supposed to be parents have to oh. agree. <coughs> anyway. Um okay. Anyway, back to my dad. So I guess when I was forty six, uh we rescued my dad, maybe I was 45. I think I was 45, then I turned 46, but whatever. Anyway, it was only five years ago that I really got to know my dad because I really don't remember him when I was a little kid. Um, so it's really, I took, a, I took a stranger in to my home. Yeah, I did. He just happened to have my DNA. And he was my dad. So, uh, yeah, I mean, my dad was kind of a deadbeat, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. He was. He, he abandoned me and my brother. Uh, he tried not to pay my mom child support. Um, he lived his life the way he wanted to. I mean, truly. And his last wife died unexpectedly. She was thinking she was going to outlive my dad, which would have been a different scenario altogether. But anyway, long story short, I always wanted a relationship with my dad. I tried every which way to have one. And I can tell you that this is not what I expected, but I'm okay with it. Uh, because even though... Uh, the first couple of months getting to know my dad, having him live with me, uh, dealing with dementia and Parkinson's was a huge issue to uh, a huge adjustment, let alone the fact that there's a new person in my house living in our house. If we had lived in California, my husband and I would not have gotten my dad. We wouldn't have taken him in. First of all, we would not have had, um, we, we wouldn't have had the room, number one, so God knew he ordained us to be in Tennessee. He gave us the amount of room in the house that we need to give him his own room. Um, and even where he lives now, God knew the future. He saw it and he knew that I would be able to put my dad three, three minutes from where I live eventually. But I've learned a lot about the VA. I have learned a lot about taking care of somebody who thinks that they're well and they're not. You know, and my training as a therapist definitely has played a huge part in it because if I didn't have my temperament, a lot of people like unsaid relatives wouldn't give a rip. They would just leave them. And I can tell you honestly, I'm one of the few people that has put their parent in assisted living in this area that actually gives a crap about my parent. Because when I go to visit my dad, there are a lot of people there who never get visitors. I talk to the staff. The staff know me by name. And I will tell you what. They tell me very few people come and visit their loved ones. So I consider it an honor and a blessing to take care of my dad. I'm not looking forward to his death. That's true. Um, there are days when I wish I didn't have this issue to deal with. It is a burden. I'm not going to lie and not say it's not because it is. It, it impacts so many areas of my life. Um, and what I can tell you, though, is I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it. I mean, if there was one thing I wish I could change, it would be getting the staff to do their job. That would be one thing. But but I will say that, you know, my dad is my hero. He really is. I love him. And uh, he served our country in Korea. And there's not that many Korean War vets living today. <clears throat> and, you know, the other thing I will say is that my dad uh, is not the man that he was when he was a jerk. Let's just put it that way. And I will say that everybody loves my dad. Everybody does. 
And, you know, I know people aren't going to go, yeah, walk up to you and go, oh, you know, you guys are, you know, I, I hate your dad. No, my dad is one of the most laid back people in the world. He's like me. Everybody loves my dad. Pretty much everybody loves me, with the exception of a couple of people, which, you know, those people are dumb. What do they know? <laughs> but my dad is, is you know, he's, he's funny. And it, those of you who've been following the journey, especially on my Facebook page, sometimes I post video of my dad. He's a goofball. Right, Randall? Yeah. My dad is, was better than your dad, in my opinion. I mean... Was better? <laughs> well, you know, I think he's... Well, I don't know. Your dad... Well, anyway. So, you... So, this is your father-in-law. Talk about how great my dad is. He's... He's, Just, <laughs> he's a good man. I've, I've never heard him speak ill of anyone. No, really he, he never, it, no. in my whole life, and I'm 51, he has never said one bad word about my mom. And my mom, oh my gosh. He seems to have forgotten all about her. He, he but, has actually pretty much for the most part. Yeah. Um, this lipstick, I mean, what, I've got a point to the right side. Yeah. Um, which is actually, yeah, it's actually <laughs> my left side. Um, do, do you want me to tell you what color it is? No, just amazing just how anyway. pretty it is. Yeah. Yeah, this is Mary Kay. Just... Wait, if you want to know what kind it is for all you people out there who want to know, it's Raspberry Ice from Mary Kay. It's, it's, right. it's pretty. Isn't that a pretty color? I mean, it's still kind of smears, but I'm just... I'm just... Anyway. Hey, Sharon. Yeah. Anyway, so my father-in-law, your father. Yes. Yeah. Um... Well, you met him the day we got married, or two days before we got married, right? Right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, at the at the rehearsal dinner is, mm -hmm. I think, the first time I met him. And um, yeah, uh, you know, sort of a kind of a quiet man, but totally <laughs> loves his bingo. Um, um, he can fix stuff. Yeah, he can. He actually fixed stuff in our house. Now imagine yeah. this. He's 86 years old when we took him in. Yeah. He's mowing our lawn yeah. with a push mower. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because... And he has Parkinson's at the same time. He's like this. He's out there mowing our lawn. That's because we had just the riding mower, and he was using that, and it, it got a little dangerous. Yeah. His um, driving skills... Aren't what he remembers but them he, to be. He fixed the doors, though. Yeah, he fixed mm -hmm. stuff you couldn't fix. Well, stuff that I didn't take the time to fix. I know, but he had a lot of time. He fixed stuff. He could probably remodel our house if we let him. <laughs> Maybe a couple of things might end up in shambles at this point, but hey, whatever. It's the thought that counts. Yeah. No, actually, my dad's a lot like Randall. The irony of it all is. In what ways? Well, you know, my dad's funny. You're funny. He's introverted. You're introverted. I'm introverted. I know nobody believes that. I am an introverted ex extrovert. No, you're an extroverted introvert. Is that what I am? Yeah. Is that I what the say. article says? I think so. Okay. I'm an extroverted introvert. You believe that, right? I do. Yeah. Why do you believe that? Uh, because... Let's talk about me now. Uh, because you're definitely extroverted, but, but you are an introvert. Um you definitely prefer your um, alone time and space, and I'm going to sneeze. That was loud. 
you have no problem, you know, being out there and, and, you know, striking up conversations and getting people to talk, stuff like that. You behave like an extrovert, but that's not where you get your energy. It's not like, oh, you got to be always out and out with the crowds and doing stuff. And no, people suck me dry. Yeah, it's not, it's I'm like, not, <gasps> it's not, it's not your source of energy. You aren't energized by no. interaction with others. I hate conferences. Let's put it that way. I'm not a big fan. Yeah. Your batteries are recharged when when you're alone. TR Fun Guy said, bless you, Randall. Thank you. Mama Gina Likewise. says, I'm an extrovert who is now living as an introvert. Sharon says, God bless you. Thank you, Sharon. Yeah, God bless you I don't know if you're blessing me or Bareface, but... but he does bless us every day. Yeah, you know, um, you know, it's interesting. Living as a older person, and I'm not old compared to most of you in the audience. <laughs> you know, I have <laughs> I talked to so many of you on the phone. Like I had one person I was talking to a while back and they're like <clears throat> Yeah, you are. You're a lot younger than we are, but that's okay. We don't mind. We really like your your personality. You make us laugh. And I'm like, I do? And they're like, yeah, we love you for that. And I'm like, really? And it's like, yeah, it's, you act all shocked. I'm like, I, I do? <laughs> I, I, <sighs> anyway, and then people meet you in person and they're like, Oh my gosh. Is it really you? I know things appear larger in person, don't they? Just like in the mirror. It's like, yeah, it's really me. It is for real. <laughs> Who else would it be? <laughs> uh, anyway, it is a, um, <clears throat> it's a blessing and an honor to do this show and to talk to you, whoever you are. <clears throat> And, uh, and you know what? I totally appreciate all your encouragement. Oh, by the way, I should read you this email I got. I don't think I read it yesterday. I'm going to read it. And I want to say thank you to the guy that wrote it, Doug. His name's Doug. Um, and I shared this and I, and I am sharing this because I get email and I usually share the email that I get. Sometimes I protect the person that wrote it because, you know. But uh, I'm waiting for Facebook to load so I can read you the email. Okay, wait, hold on a second. I'm scrolling down. Today, by the way, I got a blessing. I went to Dollar General and I got a Grover stuffed animal. A stuffed animal that looks like Grover. Okay, there's this story. Okay, so I went to Dollar General a couple, about a week ago. <clears throat> because I learned that through the Dollar General uh, mobile app, you can get... You can find penny items if you go there and you scan stuff. Sometimes it'll come up as a penny. And, you know, people who like to, quote, penny shop, literally you can go and you can get stuff for a penny. And you can take whatever these products are. You can donate them, you know, whatever. So so anyway, I thought I would go to Dollar General to check this out. I didn't find anything. But when I was there a week ago... There's this little dog stuffed animal 
that looked like Grover. And I looked at it and I was like, this is like five bucks. I can't, I'm not going to waste five bucks on this little stuffed animal, even though it looks like Grover. Well, to make a long story short, it bugged me all week. It really did. I took a picture of it and then I put it up on my TikTok channel with actual picture of Grover by itself. So you can see Grover and this little dog and everything. Anyway, so I was telling Randall, you know, I really want to go back and get this dog. Randall's like, okay, why not? So today we went and believe it or not, for a whole week, that little dog stuffed animal has been at Dollar General. Nobody has bought it in a whole week. Not one person. 11 days. I think. 11 days. Not one person bought that little stuffed animal that looks like my dog. So Randall found it. He brought it to me. He goes, was this it? I said, yeah. He goes, well, let's look at the, the, the picture you took to see this. But <clears throat> what I will say is that the string that, you know how faces go like this and then you have the thing? That's kind of where the nose and... Anyway, long story short, the string is kind of broke. It's... <laughs> So it scanned at $4.50. So I told Randall, I'm going to ask the Dollar General guy if I can get a discount because his face is, his face is broke. <laughs> so <laughs> talk about cheap, right? So, so I went up and I said, can I get a discount on this little stuffed animal? Because his face is broke. He goes, what? You mean his face is broke? I said, yeah. See, the string here is supposed to be sewed into the face. That's probably why nobody bought it. I said, but this dog looks like my dog. And he's like, sure, I'll give it to you for two bucks. I said, cool. <laughs> so I, I brought it home and gave it to Grover and he started chewing on it. But it has like beads in it. So I got to be careful because he could hurt himself. So I'll only let him chew the face, you know, whatever. Hey, Frankie, thanks for the super heart. Okay, anyway, so here's the email that I got from Doug. He said, a couple of months ago, I sent in a small donation. I think it was like 10 bucks or five bucks, something like that. And you responded with a thank you letter, because I did, and invited me to let you know where I'm tuning in from. And so then he gave his name. He watches on Periscope sometimes. So Doug, if you're watching this show, thank you for watching again. He said, I occasionally tune into your broadcast. It first caught my attention when you were interviewing Gordon Wilson from Riot and the Dance. That's a long time ago. I almost didn't remember I interviewed that guy because I interviewed him a long time ago. That was a couple of years ago. Anyway, he said, I knew him in person for a time and was glad to see his genius being aired out. Yours is one of the better broadcasts, in my opinion, and by far one of the most thoughtful and professional. I hope it works out for you. My giving has to be limited due to all of my other commitments, so I hope you get many more donors and viewers. And see, that it, that seems to be... The consensus of people who actually take the time to tune into our show and pay attention to what we're doing. There are some people that will go, blah, 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 and then they'll click us off. Cause, and then they'll accuse, there are some people who are mean. They'll just accuse us of stuff we don't do. But if you stick around for any length of time, most, most people, ouch, that hurt. <laughs> I just hurt my finger on my microphone stand. Ouch. Anyway, most people stick around. Fortunately, it's not bleeding. See, I don't want to, I don't want to like stick up my middle finger because that would not be good. That wouldn't be good. Anyway, <clears throat> anyway, and Sharon, you do make my night and I will say I love hearing both of you. I always say to Randall that people come for me, but they stay for him. 
I think that's a good motto. You come for me because I'm cheerful and bright, and then you stay for barefoot face because he's um depressing sure and dark. <laughs> Man, this is this is black. This is dark blue, by the way. If these colors don't look right to you, that's the nature of and this isn't of gray. low bandwidth it's video green. broadcasting. This is green. I'm kidding. <laughs> You're all it's like, awfully great. I thought it was green. It's one of those kind of funny looking green colors. Oh, speaking what of that, the have you seen those periscopes and those little videos where people get the, the glasses for people who are colorblind and the people who are colorblind are like, oh, no big deal. I'm not going to cry. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. Pshaw. And then they put on the glasses and then they're looking around and they're like, and then they break down and they cry and everybody laughs because they're crying because they're seeing color for the first time. Yeah, I kind of wonder how those work because, you know. Um, uh, I don't know, but I think it's kind of cool. Red, green, the common color blindness. I mean, it has to do with, you know, the rods and cones in your eyes and and simply not sensitive to that wavelength. So I'm guessing that they basically manipulate the light and you know, through filters and, and push it in, I guess, push the reds up and the greens down. Anyway, into a visible, you know, into the into the blue and yellow kind of range. And so it can't be it can't be that they're seeing, I don't think so, that they're actually seeing green for green and red for red, but wh whatever that is, I mean, that's all subjective. No one can really say for certain what green looks like. I mean, we've we all recognize we point that color, we say it's green and we talk about it's you know, uh, meanings and psychological effects, stuff like that. But it's really all subjective because no one sees exactly what another person sees. Anyway, be that aside, I mean, what we understand from, you know, light, light waves and, and wavelengths and stuff like that, those glasses that allow a colorblind person to see, I don't think it actually allows them to see specifically those colors as they would appear to someone else, just things that shows differentiation instead of... This is why you stay for Randall. Yeah, anyway, I just... Gina said here, grammar Nazis are depressing. Randall is not even, though. So I think she's calling you a grammar Nazi. Um, I'm not. I'm not a grammar Nazi. And TR Fungi said, I was just going to say that exact comment, Randall. Yeah. Ooh, you guys are channeling each other's thoughts. Ooh. It's part of the new age. It's not, it's yeah, so biblical. I'm... I'm you stop that. All that to say, I'm curious how they work. Because apparently it's a difference in vision. But it can't be actually delivering... You know what's going to happen now? What? In a day or so, you're going to send me an article in Facebook Messenger on this topic. I was and, thinking about looking for it right now. And you're going to think that I, I was care. Search, I was searching for a photo of... And I'm going to have to pretend like I'm interested. Of the dog. But, even though... Oh, it's on my Facebook. I know, but I was Let's just... Let's go seeing, to the Facebook and just show it. Because I, I took a picture of Grover with the dog. You guys can judge and see that he actually looks like the dog. You may as well. <sighs> you can't think that fast. Yeah. While Randall is looking for a picture of the stuffed animal with the dog, did you find it? Yeah, but I'll just uh, 
figure out another way to um <laughs> make it happen here you know what would be cool if i had a stuffed animal of myself that would be cool Okay, you're going to love this picture. This is Grover and his little look-alike stuffed animal. Whoops. And then I'll tell you what the tag actually says. <laughs> Hold on, I'm working on it. I don't want to get... It was love at first sight. I don't want to get everything in the... What's really funny is Grover does not like every stuffed animal. He will snub some animals. and But this one he really li He latched onto. He started chewing its face and everything. He could tell it was him right away. All right, let me... um. What I'll do is I'll add a solid color. I don't know. By the way, if you're not on my text message list, you can text Bible News to 33222 or just watch down there. See down there? Watch it. Then you can do stuff. All right. All right. We'll put it up like that. There he is. Aw, isn't he cute? Okay. So that, there's, that was $2. <laughs> Hey, no judgment, people. You know? Now, put it on a scale of 1 to 10. Because Randall's like, that doesn't really look like Grover. <laughs> I showed that picture, a, a different picture with Grover in that, to a complete stranger who told me that it looked just like him. And I agree. So put it, put it on a scale of 1 to 10. Tell me what you think if that little stuffed animal looks like my dog or not. Minus the pink nose. Okay, obviously. By the way, Grover happens to be a dog that has winter nose, which means that the dog's nose changes color during the winter. It's a phenomenon with dogs. You can look it up. It's a true thing. He's a Bichon. It just happens that his nose turns pink during the winter. Don't make fun of the poor, deformed, stuffed doggy. <clears throat> hey, my dog versus the little stuffed dog, they look alike. I think they look alike. But what I can say... Is that if you read the tag, it says that that dog's name is Alice and it's a poodle. Mm-hmm. That's their rendition of a poodle. I think they, I think they, they, I think it's more like a Bichon. And yes, it doesn't have male genitalia, but whatever. Get on your tax. It won't let me, mail carrier won't let me go through AT&T, you know. That doesn't make any sense. I'm not even sure what you're saying there. But anyway, on a scale of 1 to 10, what do you think, people? Maybe they're talking about the uh, the text message list. Do dogs' noses have rods and cones, too? Get on your text. Okay. Noses, no. <clears throat> their eyes, yeah. Mm. Um, if you send me your phone number, I can add you to the text message list myself. And then, depending on what your service is, you may or may not be able to get it, but... I think this is why people like this show, because it's like, yeah. All right. So anyway. All right. We've gone an hour, over an hour and a half. So sorry, people on the we podcast. We a little bit late. Yeah, it's true, because it's stupid internet. <clears throat> All right. Well, we have, we have had a good day. I played pickleball with all beginners today, for the most part. Because... Nobody on the advanced side except me would go down and play with them, which really irritates me, by the way. But you know what? 
I did it. Just shows you what a great person I am, people. <laughs> you know, injustice bugs me. Yeah, it does. All right. I'm going to end the show because I can, or unless you want to say something else. No, cool. Okay. All right. So tomorrow night, Bareface is going to talk about the Bible. Yeah, he is. I am. And I might come back and talk to you, too, just because it's my show. Bareface is just kind of the dressing on it. He's like the the frosting on top of the cake. He's like the cheddar cheese on top of the pie. You know, he is like the warm, fuzzy blanket on top of the sheet. You know, Randall is the peel on top of the banana. Yeah, he's the gravy on top of the biscuit. <laughs> he, <laughs> he's the cherry on top of the sundae. Yeah, he is. Uh, and he's all mine. You guys can't have him, just so you know. All right, so be bold, people. Stand up. Yeah, cheddar cheese. You put cheddar cheese on top of an apple pie. You've never done that before. What is wrong with you? You haven't lived until you put cheddar cheese on top of apple pie. Didn't you know that that's a thing? Just like ketchup on hot dogs. You can put mustard on a hot dog, but you can also put ketchup. My grandmother, however, would disagree with that. But what does she know? Anyway, <clears throat> be bold, people. Stand up and go with God because he loves you. Yeah, he does. And we'll see you. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Lord willing. <laughs>